This podcast is listener supported. To help us out, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. The Red Bull Rant is a free-flowing conversation amongst three lifelong wackos that may contain adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, my friends, to the show never ends. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Ipico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 253, Cross-Face Chicken Wing. Ooh. We're just leaning into this, aren't we? Yep. I don't remember what started it, but we're just going to lean into it. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> so, good news. The New York Red Bulls advanced in Concat Champions League. Woo! Mm. Finally. If you don't care about the tournament like Pat doesn't care about the US Open Cup, that means more games, though. <laughs> so... Uh, so the Red Bulls advanced on aggregate 3-1 over uh, CD Olympia with a 2-0 win at home this past week and then a 1-1 draw on the road the week before. And that will take them on to play uh, Club Tijuana in the quarterfinals. Uh, the leg one will be away uh, on Tuesday, March 6th, so that's two days from when we're recording this. Crazy. Yeah. Mm. Uh, that game will be 8 p.m. Eastern Time at Estadio Caliente. And then leg two will be next Tuesday, March 13th at 8 p.m. Red Bull Arena. So if you like soccer, Red Bull Arena, good news. You got three games in two weeks. Yeah. There you go. Or actually, if you cut the Red Bulls two, I think it's like four in three weeks. Because Red Bulls two home opener at Red Bull Arena is the 17th. Well, hopefully the one on uh, Tuesday, next Tuesday, means something. After whatever happens this past this upcoming Tuesday, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's can we go back? Let's go backwards first, shall we? Let's go backwards. Uh, I assumed that I mean you had something to talk about. <laughs> no, I wanted you to bring up. We want. I want to recap the past two games, the past two CCL games, since okay. we have not. So yeah, uh, we haven't recorded since I think it was like a week or two before the last CCL, the first CCL game. So it's not even like we really pre- we barely previewed it. Mm. I think Trim and I actually called one one. By the way, yeah, for, the, my, for that leg, my pessimism, yeah, my pessimism did not uh, turn out right. Uh, I think it's worth noting that the Red Bulls have not given up in in those two games. Did not give up a goal in the run of play. Which yeah. they they only gave up a goal. Year, they gave up a goal in the run of Irelian Collin. That's all. Well, yeah. but I mean, considering last year's defensive woes, I think that's actually a a good a good sign. And especially good when you're talking, what, what does everyone like to say? They're still in quote-unquote preseason mode. <laughs> and I'm guessing Olympia wasn't. I don't know what, their, what the season is for them, but I assume that they're not in, pre, in quote preseason mode. Right, so, I think most of those teams are playing. Yeah, I think there's also something to be said about the, uh, you know, MLS being a bit better than uh, the Honduran Premier League. Well. As I well mean, as playing your home game in front of no one. Yeah. <laughs> That helps. I was going to say we should be better, but yeah. uh, so like and dislike, we'll just do the two games together. So, uh, Pat, you can go first. What did you dislike about these games? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I guess you're going to have to say, uh, even though they brought the atmosphere for sure, I definitely dislike that. I think our team may have been uh, uh, outdrawn at Red Bull Arena by Olympia fans. Uh, it did seem like there were more of them there than there were Red Bull fans. So, 
uh, that's kind of going to have to move my dislike because, hey, I mean, we got to make uh, at a fortress. I mean, I don't know what you do to get people to come out to these games. Um, having 9,000 people there, even if so many of them were Olympia fans, certainly was an improvement over years past, but you, you want your home crowd to make the home, the home arena a fortress. So, uh, you know, it, it, that's a minor dislike because there really wasn't too, too much to dislike over the two games. Well, what I noticed from the home game, uh, for talking, uh, who exactly attended, I think it seemed like there were more uh, Olympia fans there than Red Bulls fans in that first half because we were kind of sitting over on that side. Mm-hmm. But when you when we sat in the South Ward in the second half, I felt more of it was like a third of them were uh, Olympia fans and two thirds of Red Bulls fans. I, I feel they just owned. Uh, that one, the opposite side, the north end, like they they own that side. It was crazy. Oh yeah. Um, and I can't give that a dislike because I love the atmosphere. The I atmosphere thought it was, was awesome. Great. It was loud. It was great. Both sides were loud until the Red Bull scored. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it was just like it was cranked up. I mean, for what was the announced attendance like? Just over nine thousand people, something like that. Yeah. It, it was crazy. People banging on the in the upper deck, like making noises uh, after every opportunity missed by their team. All their friends went, ooh, <laughs> you know, like simultaneously. Yeah. Uh, it was cool. It was cool. It was very friendly. You know, everyone had a good time. There were no issues with their fans. They weren't causing trouble. They brought big banners, which was cool to see in their section, which they also, I guess, marched into the section with all those big banners. Or, uh, I'm sorry, marched into the stadium yeah. down the street, and I think they had flares that they had going off, too. I saw a video of that. Mm. Um, so, all right, my dislike, very minor. Uh, in the first game, you could tell that they clearly got tired after the first half. <laughs> but how can you blame them again? They're, they're, in, mid, they're in mid-preseason form. I mean, it's it's hard to get 90 minutes match fit, go 100% in February. Yeah. So that's it. I mean, even aside from that, they got tired, but they still didn't allow a goal in the run of play. Mm. I mean, you got to commend them for that. And uh, you definitely didn't see that tiredness in the second game for sure. No. My dislikes on the TV only because when I went to the Facebook page, it said it was on Fox Sports. And when I went to Fox Sports, it wasn't there. And I think for, it was, for which game? The second game? The, the whole second game? Because the, fir- the first game I was on I was on a boat in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. So I wasn't watching that game. Um, the second game, it, it said, the Facebook post said Fox Sports 2. So I went to Fox Sports 2 and it was NH, NA or whatever the drag racing thing is. NHRA? Yeah. I, yeah. Look, John so Force like, action. <laughs> so I went to go to the Fox Soccer match. Whatever the, the hell the Fox Soccer to go was is not called. That didn't have it either. Uh, thankfully, Reddit pointed me to the Go90.com stream, so that was able to get me in for free to watch the game, and it was good quality. So at least there's that. But if you're going to say it's on Fox Sports something, please at least be right about it. KKF, come on. And, and let me say this again. I'm going to keep driving this point home. Uh, SAP does not work. <laughs> does not work. So I either had to watch the game in English on my laptop or game in Spanish on my TV, and I went TV route because I wanted to watch it on a big HD TV. Um, but I have direct TV, and I'm telling you, no, no go. And I think when even when I had RCN, it didn't work either. So I, I don't know whose fault that is. I guess it's Direct TV's fault for it not working. 
but yeah, it that totally sucks that you can't change language at all. Yeah. Minor gripe, minor gripe. <laughs> don't speak American on that channel. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know what feed Go Ninety had, but it, it wasn't branded anything. So I'm not sure if it was just like a generic feed that they happened to have as a game, but it worked. Mm-hmm. It kind of what I needed. So, mm-hmm. all right, uh, likes Truman, you go first. What did you like about these two games? Well, I again, I think for three halves, they were dominant. Very, very dominant in these games. Uh, the second game especially, they looked great. They did not look like they were really missing a step. Uh, you know, a couple bad turnovers here and there, but thankfully they didn't cost them anything. And, you know, usually you watch these games and you're like, oh boy, oh, they're just going to let this team get in it. They're going to let this team score. And then they're going to be playing on the back foot and trying to catch up. That was not the case. Bradley Ray Phillips scored in that uh, second half, and it was over. And then they just completely dominated. And then when they go up 2 nothing, that was it. You knew it was over. Mm. Um, they weren't coming back at all. So it was nice to see a very dominant performance in a playoff game. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I um, definitely agree there. Uh, you know, it's for being in preseason form, they really did come out and play really well for the most part over the two-game stretch. And, uh, you know, considering, and I feel like this man can't remember last year because I think he might have scored against Vancouver. One of the only highlights you could say about that series last year. Um, you know, BWP scoring early. You know, in years past, he has been a slow starter. Uh, to see him get off on the front foot there and get a goal in, one that really did kind of take the life out of Olympia. It was good to see. And so hopefully that's the sign of how this team's going to look. And, um, We'll go from there. Uh, I'm going to go with how good the team looked without question because you get rid of your assist leader for the last two years, and they're they're act. Now I I don't know if this was a symptom of Felipe not really playing, but it seemed like they were able to create more chances than they have for the better part of last year. Like they they're they're kind of more creative. It seems like anyway. So I don't know if that's just an effect of having more space on the field or maybe Adams and uh, Davis growing into the game, but that it's, it's a good sign that <clears throat> losing question hasn't really affected what, what looks to be the, the movement of the ball, especially between the midfield and the opposing box. Cause that's where a lot of the stuff broke down last year. Also, if you noticed how much better they looked in the second half when a certain number 10 came into the game, it became the most dominant player in Red Bull history. I don't know if you noticed that, Jay. Yeah. Day was uh, that? I kind of did. That was on, oh, God, it's a holiday. Yeah. Um, so familiar. Oh, oh, it's Kaku Day. That's right. Good old Kaku Day. Uh, please go onto our Twitter and find the petition that we started. That's true. I think you should probably go on our Twitter right now. Go find that. Uh, maybe I should pin it to the top. I'm actually going to do that right now, pinning it to the top of our Twitter so we can build a statue of Kaku uh, right in front of Red Bull Arena. I think he deserves it. That's true. He yeah. was the, a clear superstar the entire time. The problem was that people couldn't handle how good he was. Mm-hmm. They couldn't handle his amazing passing skills. Uh, the ball did not want to do what he wanted it to do. I blame that on the weather. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah, what what a Hall of Fame player this man is. Oh, he's clearly a Red Bull legend already. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, from what I heard, they actually called Thierry Henry after the game and they asked him what he thought. And all he said was, damn. Mm-hmm. That was it. One word. He, he did the Ron Simmons damn. That's what you're yeah, saying. that's right. That's how impressive he was. He did the Ron he Simmons damn. He was just the greatest of all time. He is the GOAT. Uh, so let's move on to email. Oh, Wait. Before we move on real quick, I just want to mention one thing. And I can't believe Pat and I didn't mention this. My wheel was woof, 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 woof in that uh, second game. Just, just gotta say, woof. I, I wanted, to, I forgot to mention it early, but that guy was missing some open chances. Oh yeah, he had. I mean, I think the worst part was, I think it was what it was towards the end of the set, uh, first half, right, where like he yep. was breaking, he was breaking down the right, and you just saw Sean Davis look over at him, and instead decide to dribble into two defenders based on how Muriel was playing up to that point. So. Yeah, uh, you kind of have to think that Kaku is going to be coming in for Alex the way he's been playing so far. Oh yeah. Sorry, we just had to mention that because I, I, I yeah, I'd be sad if we didn't because it was tough, tough to watch. Oh yeah, poor kid. All right, so now we're good for emails and tweets. Yes, we are. Which, which one first, tweets or emails? Let's do some emails and then uh, we'll cover all the tweets that we have here. Okay. So first one is from Scott in North Plainfield, and he has a bunch of stuff he wrote. Good. Uh, and uh, this was actually reco- this is the one that came in today or yesterday I think actually so it's today it was actually ironically three minutes before we started before we said we we're going to start recording so yes uh, so he says Thursday was a range of emotions first the shock of the Felipe trade became less so after watching the boys on the pitch do we need Felipe sure every team needs a guy like Felipe Martins but we need a Tim Parker move and we're going to talk about this in a minute. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that was so, but we needed Tim Parker move. That was clear. Riza, because I'm not trying to spell his real name, looks Riza. fantastic. And paired with Tyler Adams, who cannot clearly hit the weight, who not only clearly hit the weight room, but continues to be the best player in whatever game he's playing in. The two are formidable in the 4 2 3 1. Second, the entire first half I found screaming, or found myself screaming, shoot the damn ball. And apparently the boys listened. Third, Murillo thinks he's playing in La Liga, not MLS, which is problematic. At times in the last 20 minutes, he looked dynamic and ahead above the other players. The problem was the first 70 minutes. <laughs> Fourth, Murillo needs to refine his touches if he wants to stay on the pitch. It's that simple. Now with Kaku, he's the odd man out for sure. Which you just covered. Just <laughs> uh, fifth, Aaron Launch should be in the United States men's team player pool. And that's it. All right. So, anything you want to talk about on that email before we move on? I guess we'll we'll, we'll get to uh, Felipe after all this. Yeah. Um, uh, Tyler Adams, we thought was kind of looked a little off his game too. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't. I didn't think he had the greatest game, but I've also heard other people say he did have a great game. So, I don't know. I, I definitely thought there were some odd moments with bad passes, stuff like that. But yeah, what are you going to do? Maybe being there or watching it on TV, maybe you kind of see things differently. But, yeah. I mean, he was not bad. And, in fact, some of the plays he came back uh, on defense, he made a few really good plays. It yeah. was just, I think, a little of the stuff going forward yeah. Um, where he kind of got the ball taken off of him quickly. But, again, that, that, that's not a huge right. huge complaint. Uh, he was saying shoot the damn ball. So he was like the uh, 
6,000 other people in the stadium that yell, shoot the ball all the time. <laughs> I like the people, and, and, and Scott, I'm not picking you on you. I, I love people in the stadium when they're like coming down with the ball and they're like, shoot, shoot. And they're serious. They're like, like doing the joke. I'm like, shoot at what? It's, it's yeah. like that at hockey games too. Shoot the puck. How? Where? Where's it going to go? Yeah. That's like the, I can't remember which game it was, but it was like five years ago, I think. And I'm sitting, sitting in the upper deck above the north end of the stadium and there's, I forget what's out there, but they're coming down the one of the wings. And this kid in front of me says, cross the ball. I'm like, they're not even near the box. (laughs) You're going to change the field and let the defense shift? Sure. Like, what's that going to (laughs) accomplish? And then I'll say this about Aaron Long. Playing great, but I don't want him on the player pool right now because then he's going to get traded to some, like, second-rate English team and he'll never play again. That's true. So, you know. Yeah, I don't want him getting Tim Reamed out there, right? I don't want him Yazgat out there. You know, now Tim Parker, maybe we're going to have to worry about that too. Or where's Tim Parker from? He's an American? He's American. Okay, so American. see? See? That's why I think we got rid of the international slot. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so he's actually from Oyster Bay, New York, by the way. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. I knew that. I don't know why I totally spaced on Because he went to St. John's too. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I, I did know that. All right. Uh, second email is from Chris from Kingston, New York. Uh, it's good to hear you're back in action. So after watching a few preseason games, here is a list of the Red Bull first-team players that don't look ready for game day 18 selection. Luro, Nadem, Redding, Pulses, uh, Etienne, Valet, Mines, and More- More- uh, sorry, Moreno. Are there any here you would advocate for or others you'd add to the list? Will they be willing to play for New York Red Bull 2 instead? Uh, who wants to go first? Pat? Uh, I mean... They will play for New York Red Bull 2 instead, or they won't have jobs. Uh, right. <laughs> you know? uh, so I don't think there's going to be much of an issue there. Uh, no, yeah, I, I'm sure your list is accurate. I, I barely watched any preseason soccer. I can tell you, uh, you know, but uh, in terms, they'll, they'll get their time with New York Red Bull 2 for sure. Yeah. Uh, Etienne, I feel, is the player where this is the sink or swim with the first team right. season. Mm-hmm. So he's. But I feel, but in for that, I feel he also gets screwed over by Kaku though, because it gives the flexibility for Royer to move up into that second striker spot that he should be in if he was on the field. Right. I mean, that's going to be a big issue is that he's going to be a bench player barring injury. Uh, honestly, he might be a starter come uh, Saturday, the way the Red Bull schedule is looking right now. Yeah. But. It, I think as the season goes on, unless he somehow really stands out coming in off the bench or in these games where they have to kind of play a B team, uh, it's it's going to be tough for him to really get time, and that's going to be the unfortunate part. And I don't think he's going to go back to Red Bull 2 that much. I think this is going to be his year where he's going to have to s- somehow find time uh, and step up and play well. Mm-hmm. And I'm in, I, I hope he does. He's another young player. Yeah. I mean, we don't have any more 30-year-old players to trade away, but... <laughs> so, yeah. Jay, any, any thoughts there? No, nope, I'm good. Okay. So, time for tweets. All right, yeah. So, let's get to tweets. Uh, I'm going to just go back in time here. And I... We mentioned if there's any other games this weekend that anyone was going to watch because the Red Bulls were not playing. Rich Ransom shockingly said he was going to watch the Union game. Uh, I watched the first half of that game. Uh, it was it was painful to watch. First of all, New England gets a guy red carded like twenty minutes in, so you kind of knew how that was going to go. Yeah. Uh, Scott Six said, "I think Bradley's return to MLS is worth a look." 
and just seeing a new team has a certain novelty to it. Um, it's going to be tough. I mean, yesterday were home, uh, Toronto was home, so you didn't really see a good reaction to Michael Bradley or Josie because they were home. They lost at home. <laughs> uh, so that was fun. Um, and then Michael Santos, he said definitely LAFC, which I plan on watching myself. Uh, Power then, did you watch any games this weekend? I watched no games this weekend. I was working all day yesterday, and uh, I will be working all day today. <laughs> so, unfortunately, I will not be getting any MLS in this weekend. If since you missed Orlando DC, mm-hmm. uh, that was a fun watch because Orlando went down a man uh, after I don't know fifty hours of VAR. Mm-hmm. Um, Orlando gets a player sent off. DC goes up one nothing, and then blow it in. I think it was stoppage time in the second half, nice. and end up drawing. So that was fun, especially they were talking. Oh, they were talking about when was the last time DC won on the road, blah, 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 blah. And then, of course, that happens. So that, right. that was definitely uh, super fun. <laughs> uh, so just a couple questions uh, for discussion today. We asked, we said we were recording. Uh, first of all, Blue Meanie Mike wants to know if John Cena is going to go to WrestleMania. Adoy. Of course he is. Yeah. <laughs> of course. The man sells T-shirts like no one. It's crazy. Uh, now he's going to go to sell t-shirts. Hey. That's right. <laughs> Work the merch booth there, Cena. Uh, Edward Riddard, E Ed Ritter 60 on Twitter. Interesting. Uh, wave Colin for Parker and develop Redding slash and Dom slash pullets. Thoughts on that? Uh, no, I haven't seen any poor purpose in waving Colin. No, same. Because he, he's your you want to develop a guy, great, but he's your veteran that's going to keep you secure, basically, if something were to happen injury wise. Yeah, and then I mean, I guess we'll get. I mean, that's all we have. We'll get into our next topic because I don't want to talk about these guys until we actually bring up the main topic here. So, Jay, yeah, so, kick it off, and then we're going to get all into it. All right. So, uh, what was it? Friday, I guess it was announced Friday. Yeah. Uh, Felipe Martin has been traded. He is off to Vancouver uh, in, along with a 2018 international spot and $500,000 of target, sorry, targeted allocation money, which is split over two years. All that is going to Vancouver, and the Red Bulls get back Tim Parker, a center back, who presumably will be a starter at some point ahead of Colin and Ooh. next to... Um, What's his name? I can't think of his name at the moment. Aaron Long. Aaron Long. Yes, thank you. <clears throat> so, since you guys did the like and dislike, I'm going to go first with this one. Cause I, Alrighty. So, I think in in terms of need for position, the trade makes sense. I don't agree in what we gave up for it. Mm-hmm. Because center backs in MLS, and no offense to Tim Parker when I say this, but center backs in MLS are not worth a lot of money. Mm. And, and, and it's not a it's not supposed to dig against anybody. I mean, any center back that's worth money is gone. We've seen it in Matt Miazga. Mm-hmm. So to give up, although, I mean, I guess you could say at least they used their allocation money for something <laughs> instead of letting it sit there. Mm-hmm. But to get rid of a veteran like Martin, uh, to give away an international roster spot, to give away so much allocation money just for a center back, seems like we're giving up a lot. I mean, if he comes in and is like 
we set like a team record for goals against, then sure, it's worth it. But I don't, I don't see the cost worth the return right now. Yeah, I, I'm. In, so you want to go? No, go ahead. Yeah, I'm in the same boat, and people are kind of like going after me on Twitter because I said this is a lopsided trade, and they're like, "No, but we, we need a center back. You know, we need. You know, it's just." It's just like, you know, I don't trust Colin. We need a center back. Look, yeah, okay, we could use another center back for sure. But, I mean, that's what I think, you know, Tommy Redding is your young uh, American center back, as our, you know, our last email said. They kind of need some coaching up. Um, so, yeah, I don't see the purpose of this. Like getting – the cost is – like Chase said, the cost makes no sense. You have a proven veteran being traded for a proven veteran. Uh, that's it. And so that should just be inventory. I mean, I, I almost feel like this Tampa is basically like, ah, we're not going to spend it anymore because we're anyway because we're stingy as hell. So yeah, here, take this. And international losses wise, I don't know how people how many people know. Once you trade them away, they're gone. You don't get them back. You know, it's not like it starts all over again. Twenty nineteen. That international losses chat now belongs until they get rid of it. Belongs to Vancouver. See, it's so. That part's weird to me because it's, they specifically said it's a 2018 international spot. So I don't yeah. know what the hell that means. Okay, because uh, in the past that's how it's because we have a permanent roster spot from Houston from years ago. Yeah. Um. So it, it's it, it's one of those things. It, it just it, for what they gave up, it makes no sense. And I think they're just shooting themselves in the foot in the end. Uh, I, we did touch upon Jay touched upon earlier that the, the midfield looked great. I actually didn't think they looked great. I mean, both goals came from outside the box the other day. Um, I think they were kind of – I mean, we'll see what Kaku does. I mean, you know, there's certainly time for that. But uh, with Martins out, out in the lineup, I definitely thought they did not look as good as they had the previous Thursday. So, yeah, I, I don't see the purpose in this trade. Uh, I mean, yes, there is a need for your center back, but, again, it, it should have been just Felipe you were giving up for it, not all – not the Kings Ransom. By the way, I was looking up the, the roster rules. Mm-hmm. Um, so the way it's worded on the MLS website, it said the international spots are tradable in full season increments such that some clubs may have more than eight and some may have fewer. So it sounds like the Red Bulls would actually get that spot back in 2019. So I'm guessing, I'm guessing the trade with Houston, when that trade was made, it was explicit that it was a permanent trade, but for some reason, this it's only for the one year increment. So it sounds like we're going to get it back. Sounds like MLS going to MLS. Which I mean, I guess it it sort of helps because now you're saying it's a one year thing, but you know, I I don't know what that means going forward. Because great to be if we get it back, that's great, but what does that mean? <laughs> I feel like. The Red Bulls are now all in on young players. I, I think they're just going sink or swim with this because Felipe was again the last of the real. I mean, aside from Robles and BWP, I'm not really counting them because it's striker, goaltender, uh, but the rest of the field, this is it. They're just going all in on youth. Uh, Parker's what 25 years old. So. Um. I don't know. I now we know why Felipe wasn't named captain. Parker's twenty five. Okay, yep. Maybe this is why Felipe wasn't named captain. I because they knew he was going to be gone. That would make sense. Yeah, and I don't know the money thing. Who really cares? It, that 
that doesn't affect me one way or the other. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird situation. I mean, they're, they're talking this guy up. You know, he never gets subbed off. He doesn't miss games. Um, he barely gets yellow cards, which is awesome. Uh, so obviously this is Collins last year, clearly, right? If he survives the whole year, who knows with this kid coming in. But yeah, I'd, it's, it's making me nervous because with Felipe gone now, I guess it's, it's all Kaku. It's all the Rizza coming in. Um, it's a leap of faith. It really is. It's, it's big time. Now, obviously fans going to freak out if they struggle this year, but uh, would you take a year of struggling to create, uh, five years of dominant play? Right. In year four of Marsh's tenure, maybe not. Right. So it's, they really have to have absolute 100% faith in Sean Davis, in Mawil. And these guys, Kaku, 100% has to perform this year. Oh, yeah. Because there's no scrappy, stalwart midfielder guy there. And people loved or hated Felipe, but the man was the other heart and soul of this team. He really was. He, he didn't fill the stat sheet, but he put work in. Right. You know, he did what Dax did. Dax was the same way. You know, this difference was Dax was the team captain. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm going to miss Felipe. I love the guy. Uh, Pat and I saw him on a subway train heading back from that first ever uh, game in Yankee Stadium. Yeah. yeah. So, and he couldn't have been any cooler. So, that's yeah. it. I mean, that impression, boom, you know. Yeah. I, I definitely am going to miss Felipe the player for sure. Uh, Felipe the antics, not as much. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I will be okay seeing those go away. But, I mean, I, I think he did. He brought a lot to this team that they absolutely will be missed, and you better hope Riza and uh, you know and um, Kaku can replace that. Yeah. So looking at the roster page right now, I counted twenty nine players. Three are th- over thirty years old. Mm. Robles, Wright, Phillips, Colin. You guys want to guess at, at Robles' age because he's the oldest. Well, then he's got to be thirty four. It's thirty four, right? 33. So close. Okay. But I also counted, and I, I believe if my counting is right, over half the roster is under 24 or under, under 25. So they really are all in on this youth stuff. Yeah. But here's the thing. You can go all in on the youth stuff, but you have Bradley Wright Phillips as your older striker. So what does that tell you? It's like, okay, I, I, the feeling is that Davis and the wheel are 100% ready to put the team on their shoulders and yeah. lead the team to the playoffs every year right now. Mm-hmm. There's no waiting because you can't wait with Bradley Wright Phillips. No. So you could Robles, you could realistically get to maybe 40. Right. He's a, he's a keeper. Those guys play forever. But Wright yeah. Phillips is like three years away in soccer years of probably because he's 32 right now. So he's probably three years away at most. Right. And and everybody every year the past couple of years with BWP has been like, is this the year he loses a step? So you already have that feeling of mm-hmm. this could be the year where it goes downhill. This could be because he's getting older. Right. So, and again, there's no real, I mean, there's, they still don't have that uh, <laughs> real threatening second striker yet. 
Yeah, I mean, Pierre, Pierre Henry retired, what, uh, four, four years ago? It was the end of 20... What, what was Marsh's first year, 2015? Well, this is his fourth year's coach, right? Yeah, so end of 2014 is when he retired. Mm-hmm. Henry's yeah. 40. Yeah, he's old. He was 36 when he retired. <laughs> and he, he, could still, and, he could still play. He and, could still and, play for this team. And he probably played... Well, not probably. He did play a lot more than Ray Phillips did. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, career, yeah. So maybe you get the 37 if you're lucky, but at that point, you're not getting the right Phillips that you did for the last three years. Right. So here's my biggest concern about all this. Now I'm looking at, now we're talking about like this. Who's really there to take over for Phillips? Nobody. They have not gone after any depth at forward. No. No, Yeah, nobody. They got kids. That's it. And mines when he's going to be, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, are you saying we're the Heath Slater of MLS now? We got kids. <laughs> they need this job. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do that. Um, I mean, we'll talk more about this in our season preview thing, but yeah, uh, it's definitely interesting looking at the roster now with with the youth movement in full effect. Yep. Yeah. There's just there's no one yet to. Step up. There really isn't. Mm. I mean, they got Carlos Rivas, but I, I don't think they got him as to be the, the future, oh, no, you know, no. of the forward position. They got him just because they got rid of Sasha. He's the future of the bench, right? So, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we'll get more into it on Thursday, but it's going to be interesting for sure. I don't know. I just, I, I, I love Felipe the person, so it's it's going to be tough yeah. to uh, move on without him. Anywhere my lucky number eight, so. Mm-hmm. All, right, All right, so let's move on. Uh, time for the dumping ground. All right, well, I guess we only have really one thing, don't we? I'm going um, to add something in, but we'll talk about it. I later. got something, too, so. All right, so stuff needs to be added. I didn't see, but since mine's first, we'll go for it. <laughs> uh, I'm sure many, it's old news now, but I kind of wanted to be able to talk about it. Uh, so that reports are that Morocco is ahead of the United States-Mexico-Canada uh, joint 2026 World Cup bid. Um, now, they, there is something to be taken with a grain of salt. Uh, you know, they basically say that there are other, you know, sources that, oh, Morocco said, but then there's other sources like, no, the U.S. is still ahead. So take it with a grain of salt. That being said, I mean, Seth Blatter came out in support of Morocco's bid, but, Let's face it, and this is all just if it is if Morocco is ahead, and frankly, if they win, whatever, it's because of FIFA sour grapes because U.S. took down FIFA. You know, it, it's the U.S. Justice Department that took down FIFA, and sure, you're going to hear the reports that there's like, well, you know, Donald Trump's a monster. <laughs> if, he, if there's an organization that cannot take the high road, it is FIFA. So we all know that's that's BS when you gave the. 2018 woke up to a president who makes uh, reporters disappear and he gave the 2022 woke up to a place that has killed hundreds of workers uh, who uh, are slave laborers. So, you know, no matter what you think about Donald Trump, uh, he ain't that bad. Right. <laughs> and, and to bring sports into it, what did Russia get banned for the Olympics for? Uh, doping. Uh, organized doping through the government. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so um, it's, so it's just kind of like one of those things where it's like if those reasons we lose the World Cup, 
whatever, you know, because it's pretty much everyone knows it's just it's FIFA's up at that, uh, the gravy train, the U.S. Justice Department shut it down. Still, play, I, I don't know, playing a World Cup yet again in a country the size of the town I live in. Mm. It's, it's dumb, but whatever. Mm. All right, so uh, my things. So there was a big deal made about DC United and when they opened Audi Field and having to play games away from... They, they were trying to basically not play a home game until they opened the stadium. MLS said no, but looking at the schedule... They get to have two games out of 14 be at home until July. So they have a terribly backloaded schedule at home. And I understand the logic of wanting to you know, have as many games as possible in the new stadium. But this is something that's been happening for a few years now. I think it's kind of bullshit. The fact that, and granted, teams can suck and then, you know, put themselves in a big hole. But why the hell is a team allowed to play so many games at home at the back end of the year? Well, I mean, I'm not the first team to do this, unfortunately. Yeah, I know. It's a trend. It's, I don't like it. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't get it either. But, you know, I don't understand how these teams just can't find temporary places. I mean, freaking uh, Minnesota did. Atlanta did. Suck it up. Suck it up. <laughs> The best thing is DC has two games. One is going to be at the Maryland Soccer Plex. The other is at the Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium, which I think is um, in Annapolis. Yep. For, if they the, playing in the same spot for both those games. And and let me say, if that's the place where they played the outdoor game last night, I just have to say that was the coolest thing I've ever seen because they made the hockey rink look like an aircraft carrier, and it was awesome. Just mm-hmm. saying. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, it was really, really cool. You should go, if you haven't seen it, go look up pictures. It was awesome. But aside the point, also, DC's calling their stadium Audi, Audi Field, Audi Field, Audi? Okay. Um, where does Audi, uh, where are they based out of? What country? Sweden. Germany. Yeah. Germans, right? I I looked it up, so. I know. So DC just can't escape that whole German thing, can they? Volkswagen, Nazi Eagles as their logo. I mean, they are just the root of all evil. And they were black. Sure. Yeah, just you know, I, I had to mention That's that. Racist. Just saying. Just, just saying. Wait, how is it racist to say they wear black? Well, it just seemed racist to me. It's literally the color of the shirts. It's not like I'm using that in any other term. Racist. Jay's a racist. Newsflash. Oh, and speaking of DC, <laughs> I just read that whole article about how the Screaming Eagles are now partnering up with the team. Uh, well, I mean, they were never the ones that really complained, were they? No, but I mean, they're, they're kind of third railing it up. Well, yeah, they are. I mean, nobody can do the third rail because the third rail did it before the team ever played a game. Right. Sellouts. So, I don't know. I just like to make fun of DC more. The more we can pile on DC, the better. Since you brought it up, I, I, have, to, I have to mention it. The New York City SC naming a stadium host. Which, what the hell is a stadium host? I, I, I don't know. I guess it's just person in the YouTube videos. I have no idea. It kind of shows up on the um, 
halftime screen, like, hey, everybody, here's some New York City FC facts. Yeah, it's that kind of silly stuff. I don't know. We don't need it. Mm. We're the better team. We don't need that kind of nonsense. Exactly. We don't need no nonsense at Rebel Arena. <laughs> okay, so I want to get on to my topic. Uh, NASL canceled their season. And I, we discussed this through three of us on our little Facebook discussion, but I do feel bad for the players, for sure. But I, I can't feel bad for this league. Because I felt this entire time, all they wanted to do was bitch and moan about their status. All they wanted to do was bitch and moan about Pro-Rel and how they deserve to be in it. And their commissioner was all about it. And the Cosmos owners was all about it. So you know what? They made their, they made their bed. Now they lie in it. They couldn't just accept the fact of being a second-tier division and being happy. And I'm sorry. If you do it right, you can be extremely successful in a second division. I live in the Lehigh Valley, which pretty much is a second division universe, okay? It's like a wannabe big city. And they have two teams to play here, the, the Iron Pigs and the Phantoms. Now, mind you, they're both uh, minor league teams of Philadelphia pro teams. But they pack the house every night. Mm-hmm. So you're showing if you put a good product out onto the field or arena or whatever, and you invest in your neighborhood, fans will come out. NASL had that chance they had it and they pretty much fucked it up every step of the way I mean the Rhinos screwed themselves uh, the Cosmos clearly just a disaster now what do they do what do you do if you're the Cosmos you go away yeah, yeah yep. I mean, they, they didn't have a stadium anyway I mean they were no. playing at a baseball stadium you know it's uh but yeah we talked about this much ourselves i mean i i feel bad i do i feel bad for the fans uh of these teams uh you don't want to see soccer fail in any stretch of the imagination in this country right uh, correct but uh yeah to your, to your point i mean I, I think they could have challenged mls eventually but they had to lay the groundwork and they didn't do that they they decided to jump in and they tried to do it and if there's anything Americans hate more, it's getting your way through litigation. And as <laughs> soon as they did that, it just like like sour grapes and nobody could take it seriously. It's, you know, it's like nobody likes to be anything forced down their throats here in the United States. And litigation is exactly how you do that. So uh, they, they absolutely should have built it up. They probably should have sought a partnership with USL before MLS swooped in. Uh, they should have tried out pro relegation on their own terms. Uh, shown that it could have made money, if that's the case. Um, and there you go. That was your path, and you blew it. You know, there was, there is, still is a um, desire for something different in, than MLS right now. And they could have filled that gap, but they pushed too hard. And they pushed in the wrong ways, and they fell, they fell flat on their face. Um, so that that's pretty much what it is. Yep. All they had to do was focus on themselves. Yeah. And focus on the teams, mm-hmm. and that's it. And they could have, they could have been more successful. Absolutely. But I mean, USL's proven that, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, it's it's a little bit of a feeder uh, to the MLS with some of the teams, but they've gone out and proven that hey, we're going to focus Cincinnati yeah. again. Another example. We're going to focus on this city and bring in fans and just invest in ourselves and look how successful they were. I mean, what it comes down to with the whole Division One status is 
It's the TV money. It's always about the TV money, you know? Uh, yeah. And MLS is obviously getting that. They're getting it more than USL. I mean, certainly they could have packed houses. But I mean, I think my point has always been about NASL, even going back to when they first really started challenging, was put a better product on the field, and guess what? ESPN will come calling, you know? And they'll start putting your games on television. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, again, they, they – they put they push too fast, flew too close to the sun too fast, and uh, end up shooting themselves in the foot. The the funny thing is, if you look at it from USL versus NASL, USL is building gradually, right? So a few yeah. years ago, they said we want all of our teams and stadiums that are like five thousand capacity. That's not a lot of capacity if you think about it, but for a lower division league in the US, that's a that's a big mouse on the head towards. Yep. Yeah. But it's not even like they're saying. You know, it's mandatory you fill the five thousand. We want you playing in a stadium that has five thousand. Yep. And then we'll then we'll worry about filling it. We just want you to get up. We want you to get in a stadium first, and then we'll worry about filling it afterwards. Yeah. That's how it should be. Mm. You you find out what your capacity is. You market to fill that, generate the demand, and that allows you to expand the stadium, add more seats, generate more buzz. You know, do what you're supposed to do. And, you know, don't take the the MLS two sides as an example because that's a whole separate animal. But Sacramento, Cincinnati, like these, these cities that want a team are showing that there is passion out there for it. And if you market it correctly, you're going to fill that stadium up. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's all it takes is just time to build it. I mean – NASL, the reason it existed in the, the, the newest ex, uh, edition exists in the first place was because owners in USL were pissed off about where they were and wanted to be better. So they, well, broke, I, they broke off and formed the NASL again. If I recall, USL, didn't they close down for like a year? Like they almost it, folded. It, it was a weird – there was like a one-year – because USSF wouldn't sanction – both separately, mm-hmm. so they forced a, a one-year NASL USL combined season. Well, no, I think even before NASL set, set, uh, set up shop, USL like shut down for a year. Back in the days, when the Puerto Rico Islanders were still a team. Uh, I think they were doing like going through contraction and stuff. But I don't think they ever actually shut down. I don't know enough to tell you that's true or not, but I think that's what it was. Yeah, I could be wrong. Well, I mean, look at Major League Soccer in itself. Look how long it's taken them to be a successful league. They had the full teams. Oh, yeah. know? And even twenty, even twenty, what twenty three years in, we're not even filling stadiums for half the half the teams in a week. Right, but you know, it it takes it takes time, and NASL didn't want to do that. They wanted to be all in immediately, and they wanted to get help from the federation, and they wanted to be MLS two, and it's just not it's not how you do it. So I, I will say that something I do agree with them was is the whole MLS and Soccer United marketing partnership that probably benefits usually soccer. But, I mean, that could have been – if you worked within the system, you could have gotten a benefit too. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's really what it comes down to is, like you were saying, they didn't want to work within the system. They wanted to force the change, and that doesn't work. Either way, I think the next soccer league is going to be the XSL. <laughs> oh, please, please. Oh, God, I can see that happening, too. <laughs> no you know what? cards. You know what? It's very possible the XFL goes that way because – no, he never mind. He didn't, I was going to say 
make a joke, but it doesn't work. First of all, Vince doesn't even know what soccer is. He's never heard of it. If he did, he'd, he'd be smart enough to put his XFL teams in soccer-specific stadiums to save money. That's yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's possible. I don't want them chewing up my Red Bull turf, though. <laughs> you don't want the Hitmen too, uh, Red Bull Arena. No, I don't. <laughs> All right, anything else? Yeah, I got one more thing to talk about, which I was talking about all day yesterday, but I think it's a fun story about how I found – I pretty much found gold yesterday, guys, at the mall. Ooh, you did. I found gold. So uh, for those who don't live where I live and have never been to the Phillipsburg Mall, let me just tell you it is um, – it's worse than the dirt mall in Mallrats, okay? <laughs> There's nothing awesome. there. There's, it's a ghost town. It's a complete ghost town. Uh, the only place there worth going to actually there's two places there's a cool record store and there's this big antique shop called the black rose and it's dozens of booths of antiques and collectibles and crap so i go in there they always have cool like gi joes and shit records wrestling magazines so i'm I'm just walking around right and i was actually gonna leave i'm like yeah you know what i'm not gonna leave yet i I guess to, to kill some time walk around some more so i happened to pop my head into this tiny little booth and what do I see on a shelf? But a case containing all 10 inaugural season Major League Soccer pins. Nice. And I'm like, holy shit. Still wrapped in its original plastic. Mm-hmm. I immediately grab it. Immediately. Uh, I look at the price, $27. And I'm like, holy crap. I'm like, I need to get this immediately and run out of here as fast as possible. Then I look at the shelf and it says everything here, 50% off. Wow. Nice. So I go right up to the register. I'm like, boom, throw it down. I'm like, 50% off, right? And the guy's like, yeah. I'm like, holy Christ. I'm not kidding you guys. As soon as I bought it, I walked so fast out of that place. Like I actually stole it because <laughs> I think I did steal it. I'm waiting for someone to chase me down and say that price was incorrect. <laughs> I got out of there so fast. I just was sitting in my car, holding it, yelling, I can't believe I found this. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. They're gorgeous pins. Uh, I mean, the freaking Tampa Bay mutinies there. Nice. Tampa Bay Dallas burn. That old Metro stars logo, which looks so cool. The old galaxy logo. So how does it clash? Oh, the clash is on there with their scorpion thing. Uh, the whiz, the whiz. Oh man! What an awesome find! I can't believe it. So, which Metro Stars logo, by the way? Uh, the one with like the uh, the skyline. Okay. Yep. Yeah, uh, I, I have a shirt I got for free from somewhere with that exact with with the the logo on it. Mm-hmm. And it's that logo. It's the original one. Yep. So yeah, if you go on my Twitter, I posted a picture of it yesterday. Uh, I, I can't. What a crazy find! I never expected. I was just killing time. Literally just killing time in the worst mall on the planet and found it. So, yeah, I thought that was really cool. I had to share with everybody. I did. I put it all over social media. So, nice. uh, And I tagged Tony Mule and Alexei Lawless, a couple of MLS originals, but they didn't care. Losers. Okay. I care. You'd think they would care. Right? They were on those damn teams, for crying out loud. All right. And also someone pointed out that the New England Revolution logo has not changed in 23 years. It is still the same exact thing. Uh, poor New England. I'm going to bring the photo. I need to look at that to make sure. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's still the flag. It's still the flag with the ball for the, the stars. 
Wow. Popcraft doesn't give a well, crap about the Reds. True. Yep. So that's all I had. I, I had to share that story. It was kind of a fun story. Cool. Man, even the cruise logo has changed. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, no more dudes. The Galaxy, also, if you... I'm pretty sure, changed. DC have... Yeah. Oh, yeah. They all have. Well, I mean, some of them aren't around anymore, so that's part of it, but... Right, but the ones that have, I mean, you know, uh, Kansas City changed their name, Dallas changed their name. But there, there sits that uh, New England logo. logo. EC yep. changed their logo. Tampa it doesn't exist anymore. Also, when you look at the the Columbus one, it does not say Columbus anywhere. No, it just says the crew. The crew, and it's got the dudes. I love the dudes. Dudes. It's a good. It's a good logo. The dudes. <laughs> They're just dudes. They're hanging out. They're looking tough with their helmets on. Nice. All right, so is that it? That is all I got. All right, so let's wrap this one up. Uh, you can visit us at patreon.com slash rebelrant. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash rebelrant. Uh, we will be having, starting at the end of March, uh, Patreon exclusives. One buck a month, that's all it's going to take. Uh, we our monthly wrap-ups. Uh, I think if we do any like live recordings at, immediately after game, we might go there. We haven't fully decided that one yet, but we're going to have some exclusives that go up there. So if you want to hear that stuff, one buck a month is all it's going to take. Also, uh, tell us who you want uh, on our little guesty show things. Yeah, we. we I, I have some ideas I got to talk to you guys about, but I, oh. I think there's some stuff we could throw there to make it to sweeten the pot a little bit. Right, but if 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 there's people that you guys want to hear, let us know. Yeah. And we'll uh, let you know how quickly they say no. Yeah. And that's, that's a guaranteed guest, by the way, on that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to email us, redbullrant at gmail.com. If you would like to call us and hear your voice on the show, 973-348-5329. Facebook.com slash redbullrant. On Twitter, at redbullrant for the show. At Dr. Stooge for myself. At PMAC DA2 for Pat at the Truman for Truman. Subscribe to our show via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, SoundCloud. And if you're on Patreon, you should get a specific RSS feed. I think for all your podcasts, I'm not sure exactly how it works, but you can get a Patreon exclusive RSS. So you don't have to, you know, go searching for the shows when they're up when they're up there. Any last words before we get out of here? Yeah, considering we barely talked about it at all. Uh, and I don't know how it's possible. Win on Tuesday. I don't know how they're going to do it. I really don't. But uh, I'm just going to say win. Please uh, don't lose by five. How about that? Don't lose by a lot. Yeah. D- draw or win. Yeah. I'm going to make a prediction. Two one loss. How's that? I'm going to go one one draw because it already worked once. Okay. Uh, as much as I hate to say, three one loss. All right. Uh, last words. Oh yeah, just do last words. Yeah, more last words than normal. Yeah. Uh, so for Pat Truman and myself, this has been episode number two hundred and fifty-three of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls. Peace out. Lights.